Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. We say things that don't mean anything, but thanks for listening. Welcome everybody to We Say Things episode 168. Suns fan here with Cinderman. And we got quite the episode today, Cinder. We can finally talk mm-hmm. about some juicy stuff. Uh, but first, let's give thanks to those that allow this show to continue. The In Bruges tier of Patreon. Patreon.com slash we say thanks to support me. And more importantly, Cinderin, because he has a tough time paying attention to what's going on around him (laughs) on a daily basis. (laughs) This is an inside joke that no one will find funny, but it's true. Funny though. Thank you. All right. You can take the first half this time. Cinderman. I'll take all of them, Shannon. Okay. (laughs) Why? For you. Because I'm a good friend and I pay attention. (laughs) Thank you. All right. So thank you too. Suns fan got a kill. All I got was this shitty Patreon shout out. Okay. I'm sure this is a reference. I don't get Stupid Copilot, D2 Bowie, Freezy TM, Yatoro does it again, Cinderin, Mr. Cakes, A Scorpi is from Singapore, ping for local tips. Um, tell us where to eat. I miss other esports conversations that this podcast would talk about, like Valorant, Fortnite, Shroud, Mixer, parenthesis, not an ad. Yeah, I, I kind of do as well, not to break this up here, Cinderin. I haven't been interested in anything. I've been so obsessed with the mod. And upcoming TI. That's another esports conversation, though. I'm just going to say that it's Cinderin's fault. Go ahead. Your mod is esports. That's good enough. True. Continue. Uh, what is the meaning of life? Answer me, please. Oscar Seeker. Ladies' night at TI or we riot. Round D3. Valve not paying PGL for TI only to have GGBet sponsor PGL. Means Valve is sponsored by GGBet. Good job, Valve. Not an ad. Well, you did manage to say GGBet in there twice, so that's a pretty good ad. <laughs> Disco MD, I am once again saying, asking you to say my name. Simple Stooge, Silly Stooge, Salacious Stooge, Sadistic Stooge, Saving Stooge, Sen. Milan, Miami, the Mega Pope. Remember to bring a towel. Singapore is muggy as TI in New Zealand. Zan Xavier, Nate Thicko, Zero One, Hamscroats, Bacon, Shark TM, Freshly Seasoned Goat Balls, Janie, Dop, Nothing to See Here, Underscore Man. Ivremont, please don't ever get Seb on the podcast. Okay, this is some reverse psychology. I can appreciate that. Uh, usually when you write don't, the, uh, the apostrophe is after the end though, not the D. That's Homer does that. That's don't. Ben Broomhead can't believe they didn't do faceless Rex for the Arcana. Wooden aftertaste. Anonymous. And finally, Peter. Nothing starts with N and ends with G. Niebling. Except your last name. Good one. Well, the joke was nothing. Starts with an N and ends in a G. I wasn't paying attention. I know. But hey, I saw his name starts with N and ends with G, so that was pretty good, right? I that, noticed that right it, away. Yeah, that was actually a good one. That was a good one, I will admit. Uh, okay. Long awaited, and actually, back by popular demand, if I do say so myself, NBA news, Cinderin. 
Yeah. Uh, I got two quickies for you. Okay. We don't need to talk okay. too long about this. Okay. Uh, number one, something that happened last week or whenever the hell it was that I didn't talk about because I just literally forgot, but people said that I was dodging. So I'm not going to dodge because I don't give a shit. The Suns currently in preseason. Their first preseason game was against an Australian team called the okay. Adelaide 36ers. It's like a show oh, match. Some good songs, right? Sure. They. Anyway, they're amateurs. Okay, some of them are trying to make it to the NBA, and they beat us, and we were the laughing stock of the NBA. Oh boy. I personally don't care. It's preseason. It doesn't matter. This is not copium, by the way. We didn't. We didn't play our starters for over half the game. I will say they played really well, though. I will give them props. They made like every three. It was kind of insane how well they were shooting. But honestly, who gives a shit? <laughs> I really don't care. Second thing, uh, the championship team, the Golden State Warriors, have big drama, Cinderin. There's this yeah. guy that I find to be the most annoying motherfucker in the entire league, outside of Kyrie Irving, of course, who has his own S-tier status of being not only the most annoying, but also the biggest piece of shit in the entire league, probably in history, but Draymond Green, who's been yeah. on the Warriors for a long time, punched a player in the face, his own teammate, during practice, which apparently this happens from time to time, like in the league, every now and then. It was okay. caught on tape. It was leaked by somebody in the Warriors, and now everybody can watch the punch in the face whenever they want. So because it leaked, now it's a big deal and mm. they have to, you know, kind of suspend Draymond Green. They have to figure out what they want to do. I don't know if, you know, apparently he's going to be coming back and hopefully they're on good terms. And all this speculation, Man. it's pretty funny, though. I won't lie. Isn't it just so unfortunate when abuse gets caught on camera? If only it could just not get caught on camera and we could just be abusive in secret, right? Wouldn't that just be great? That is actually a very good point because... All the players, all the coaches, everybody in the NBA, not the media though, everybody in the NBA is like, this isn't a big deal. Uh, and they were more mad about the leak than a teammate punching another teammate in the fucking face. Literally assault, which he won't be charged yeah. for, by the way. And I just find that mind-boggling. How fucking... And it's coming from people like... Again, I don't want to go up, but Steve Kerr is a really good guy. Talks about like social justice and all this, like police brutality, all this shit. And then you're mm -hmm. ignoring this. It happens literally on your watch, and you're saying that the big deal is the leak. Very hypocritical, and it makes okay. me a little sad that they feel that way. Let's give them the benefit of the doubt here. What if it's taken out of context? If the clip is just him punching the other guy, but they actually agreed to it, and it's kind of like a friendly competition. You know that thing where you <laughs> take turns at slapping each other on the cheeks? Yes. I actually saw a video the other day with four dudes that filled up their mouths with water and then they were slapping each other with tortillas and trying not to laugh. That was pretty funny, actually. Uh, maybe that's what they were doing, just a reenactment of that, and they didn't have water. The, I, the funny thing is, I'm just going to ignore your joke. The funny thing is, as we move on here in just a moment, everything you say is a joke. Uh, <laughs> Steve Kerr, and this is the one player you, you were heard of, Cinder. Steve Kerr is the coach oh. of the, the Warriors. He was on the Bulls. I and... He is famous for some reasons, but one reason he's famous is because he got punched in the face by Michael Jordan, and then they won a championship. Oh. 
So it's like a morale thing. They're trying to build themselves up for yeah, this they're, season. They're trying to mimic that, I guess. I don't know. Oh. Anyway, that's NBA news. Hopefully it's that's good interesting. That Michael Jordan is still celebrated, though. So it's fine. <laughs> yes, for punching I somebody mean, in the face. if you think about it, it's kind of soft, right? And like ice hockey, it's a standard to punch people. It happens every game. Yeah, so. it's that's celebrated. Boxing, like of course. Of NBA. I mean... I would actually argue, I know this is maybe a little, maybe it's hypocritical of me. If it's on the court in front of a crowd, it's like a show almost. In practice, mm -hmm. that's assault in my book. Maybe I'm in the minority, but it's weird. And I feel like it's a bigger deal than the players are trying to make it out to be. Anyway. Well, Puppy punched a monitor and then he won the Shanghai Major. So maybe it really does lead to good things, right? I mean, it's good to get that shit out of your system, right? Punching bags are yeah, great maybe, for that. Maybe, maybe it's good. Maybe it's what you need to do. Um, what do you think if we implemented this in Dota? Like every team could pause once and then punch someone in the other team, and then you had to go back to play. I think fans would like it. Well, that's I would actually like that as well. Sure, if they yeah. make it part of the game, then it's it can be acceptable, right? Because well, for our entertainment, stock will go up so high. I don't think so. Fly. That's true, actually. I was going to say, he doesn't have the heart to do stuff like that, but if it's competition, maybe that side of him <laughs> awakens. I'm a good guy, right? but if it's competition, I will yeah. knock out anyone. I mean, he is pretty beastly, so yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Okay, first thing right. on the agenda, we can finally talk about it. Obviously, we've already talked about how Cinder and I are invited to TI. We can talk about the long-awaited uh, rumor, I guess. We were, mm -hmm. we were uh, given the okay to talk about this stuff. Sindarin and I and the casters will be going to Singapore. And the panel will be in Norway. I want to hear your thoughts. We've obviously talked about this in private, as has everybody else. But this was the giant elephant in the room for a while. This is something we haven't been able to talk about because I'm sure if we... The funny thing is, if we had just asked Valve if it was okay to talk about it, they probably would have said okay. A while yeah, ago. maybe. Because recently they said, yeah, we don't care. You guys can talk about it. So, okay. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, what are, your, what are your thoughts on that? Because it's a huge departure from what we're used to. Right. So, I think, I mean, personally, and I'm sure a lot of fans will feel this way, it's a shame that the, that the panel isn't on site because, you know, having them in the arena and for a lot of the fans, you know, they might be fans of the panelists that aren't there. Uh, it's also, you can't really pull on like knocked out players and have them celebrated in the arena still in a paneling position um in person so that that element is going to be lost which i think personally i'm sure i'm sure you agree with this that it's a shame that that isn't that way but the thing the reason it's being done this way um is that this year the production is growing to such a scale that it just isn't feasible to have it in that arena and that could be for a multitude of reasons maybe the arena isn't big enough maybe there's not enough support for it and also just the fact that as we've talked about there's just so much talent working this year um and what valve are doing is that they're bringing more parity across the board so in past ti's it's generally been english russian and chinese that's been given the priority on site and now Valve want to give parity so that Spain, uh, Spanish and Brazilian Portuguese is also given uh, the respect they deserve for the size of their audience, which I think is a good thing. Uh, if that comes at the cost that we can't have it in the arena, though, that's a really big shame to get that parity. But supposedly what I believe is going to happen here, and I actually talked to someone um, about this as well who's into production, saying that 
having this remote production and the setup that they could have in Norway uh, might be, from a technical standpoint, made the production um, more impressive. So I choose to have the positive outlook on that, that the losing the people there in person hopefully pays off in terms of what the production itself has to offer and what studios they have in Norway. Uh, because <clears throat> when you can do the production remotely instead of on site, there's a lot of limitations that you're not like stifled by. Because arenas, like any arena that we've had TI in basically, is not, you know, set up to do this, right? You bring in production trucks, you set it up outside, you have a little bit of a limitation. But if you have a full-on professional studio that you can go and use, it offers some different options for how you do setups and stuff. So that's my positive here. And you know I like to look at the positives. But obviously, I don't think we should ignore the downside of not having people there and the vibe. Uh, both for the fans, but also for the talent, right? They worked all year. They're really excited to go to TI and they're going to be remote. Fortunately for them, there are obviously a lot of people together so they can hang out and enjoy the games. But some of like the mingling between talent, uh, some of the communication that we would organically have that will de help develop the stories where we're like talking amongst each other, casters and uh, analysts alike and panelists backstage, it's going to be more disconnected. Um, so... I'm personally really curious what they're going to get out of the production, um, but I definitely wish we were all together for this. So, yeah, man, I I'm not going to lie, Sinner. I wish I could be like you. Mm. I wish I, I mean, could be like lyrical. I wish I could look at the bright side. I, I look at this as almost entirely a negative. And you're talking about the positive being higher production value. You know how I feel about production value. I think it's severely overrated. So fucking severely. <laughs> Like last year's green screen. I mean, this was like a this was a COVID TI the last time, right? I, I really don't like green screens. I think mm -hmm. green screens should be used sparingly. They should be used to amplify what you have on your set already. They should I mean, not be the primary me, right? focus. It amplifies my white wall by being green. Yeah, you look terrible as always. But like Thank on you. an official production, in person, Green screen, I, again, I don't know what they're doing. Maybe they're not doing a green screen thing, but I hope they're not doing like some big green screen thing because I personally despise them. Uh, but yeah, I'm, you know, I'm really sad that this is going to be the second TI that to me as, because, you know, I didn't get invited to a lot of TIs. Mm -hmm. uh, I never got to experience it truly. And it feels like that's happening again, right? So that is a huge bummer for yeah, me. Yeah, that's true. That's fair. Uh, and I, I feel like, and again, this is not any inside knowledge. It's just my assumption that perhaps they, like, this goes in conjunction with their scheduling of the way that the tournament's like broken up, the way that there's two arenas. I feel like they just didn't book in time probably, which would be the entire reason why this is happening to begin with. Uh, so that's a shame. I like if it continue like if, if the next year if I'm lucky to be invited again and it's still a remote I will be very upset actually. I feel like this is maybe they got into a position where they couldn't find a good venue to be able to fit everybody and it just logistically it didn't make sense. Even though I feel like they had a lot of time but regardless, I just hope this isn't like one of those things that they're trending towards wanting to do this as opposed to we had to do this this year. Right? That's what I'm hoping. Is that it was a forced I'm, hand. I'm just going to say, I 100% agree with what you said. I'm just, I don't know enough about tech to say whether or not this is the full truth, like that the, the production is just at a scale that is not feasible. I know for a lot of sports, right, this is how production is done, um, which 
as usual, I don't think we should copy sports. If they're doing some things that we do better or something in ways that are more important to us than to them, we should keep them our way. But I'm just saying there might be a reason it works that way for a lot of sports. I know a lot of the time in sports, you have like the casters on site, right? They will be at the match, but the production is run remotely, right? Yep. And if that's the industry norm there, there's probably a reason, either because it's more profitable, which could be the only reason, in which case it sucks because we think, you know, a lot of the time it's not all about the money. It would be nice to, you know, have the feel. The reason is very easy. Atmosphere and everything. The reason they do mm. that is because the location changes all the time. But we're talking about one uh-huh. big tournament. You have plenty of time to plan. So I feel like that should not be the case. And I would argue... I think and, even for the Olympics, they do the production remotely though, right? Even though that's the same uh, place for two weeks and then it's known for years in advance. Like right? the NBA, it's one singular location that they have for a studio but when the playoffs start when it's a big like when they start ramping up that's when they physically go and build their own like mini studio in each arena that they visit and right. it's just a much better experience for the viewers so i yeah, i don't i don't buy the production again, thing the at all sca- the scale of the i don't know enough about this okay but i'm assuming the nba production has less talent involved than ti right because you're commentating it yes. in one language for your Correct. network so if they have, let's say, on-air talent, let's say they have like 10 people that are on camera and they mm-hmm. have a production behind that's 50, this is a total different order of magnitude. Like, don't get me wrong. This isn't just me here blindly sitting here defending Valve and trying to blah, blah, blah. But you know me. I'm going to look at it, try to be objective because everybody will be jumping on the bandwagon of this, this is some fucking shit. And if this is possible to pull off in person, I'm disappointed that we don't get it. I'm just saying... If it's not with the scale that it's at and them trying to include the Spanish and Portuguese Brazil communities way more, I think them getting included is a good thing. So that's the positive here is that they get more limelight uh, because those languages and those player bases are fucking huge. So Mm. they deserve to be equally represented at TI. I totally get that. Um, But I wish there was a way of doing this that didn't have to separate it like this. And maybe that's going to be a thing for next year. Obviously, it's not changing now. It's all been set in stone for quite a while because, you know, production takes a lot of time to set up. It's a lot of logistics. Um, But yeah, I, I, I think the biggest, honestly, the smallest losers in all of this probably will be the online audience. And I think the biggest losers in all of this will be the talent themselves that don't get to be a part of the event and feel the atmosphere. And it will be the fans that were hoping to meet their favorite panelists or analysts or hosts that aren't there like those are the biggest losers i think for the people watching online it will my hope at least is that it will be relatively seamless because think about it we've had previous ti's where the panel was outside of the arena actually if you remember Mm, um yeah i think actually for more ti's than not the panel has not been inside the arena it's either been in the outer ring of the arena or it's been completely separated such as at last ti where they were outside in a tent right um and the casters were inside the arena right so well again last year i don't think is a good example i know it's an it anomaly was... i'm just saying like for ti in general um i i don't remember how many ti's had the panels inside i think ti5 did maybe ti6 um, i mean i will say out of maybe like, that's it actually. i feel like from the talent perspective we're the lucky ones we get to go to the event itself yeah uh, the people that are in norway i mean i have I'm, i've always wanted to visit norway but you're going to be casting it like God knows what time in the AM. You don't get to feel the yeah. energy, like you said. It's, I'm sure, a massive disappointment. And as a result of that, it's a pretty big disappointment for me as well. Uh, so it is what it is, though. 
can't can't do yeah. much about it. I just hope this isn't a trend. I hope this was a logistical problem that they just and they hope fix. they put on a banger of a show to make it feel worth it at least, right? Like if you do all of this remotely and then it's not good, then it's just gonna be like they're gonna get a lot of flack for that, right? And it's just gonna look poor. I mean, so, I, I would expect it to look good. I'm not really I, worried I th- about that. I am actually pretty confident that this will be a really really like just from a technical standpoint a really really good production then it's just a matter of what is the what cost does it come I mean here, here's like, an example of, of authenticity and stuff, again right? this is not as far as i know it's not going to be what it's like but like the the pgl last chance qualifiers the green screen with the roche and all that stuff it looks cool do i think it was good no i think it works very poorly for that kind of stuff uh again i think green screens in general should be like use sparingly used to amplify like here's a fucking random example like you know what would have been way better than having these fake tvs uh in the roche pit and all that shit it's just you build an actual i mean i guess you can't do that but i'm talking about like when you're in person you build an actual set that's like a secret shop and then mm-hmm. you have windows those are the green screens so the green screens are small but you can look outside and it looks that's going to give you a much more physical feel to it like stuff like that right. i'd be fine with that but if the whole thing is a green screen, eh, it's not my jam. But again, I don't even know what the majority feel about that. Maybe people just don't give a shit, which is definitely I think a, a lot of the time the challenge with green screen is to make, you know, make the green screen part feel like it's there, right? Like, okay, that's a very obvious thing to say. But for the production that PGL just did with the... the First of all, the, the way the screens came in was like robot arms, right? Which just didn't fit in the Dota universe to me. Like the whole background was Dota, but then the arms were like this metal uh, kind of tech thing. And then there were the screens, right? Mm. I feel like there was a way of making this in Dota where it felt like they were part of the atmosphere rather than them being put on top. Because to me, the two things just weren't connected at all. And that's what kind of ruins the illusion. Um, I think unless you're a weatherman, there's been some successful green screen before. Yeah, being uh, a weatherman, where it looks nice. (laughs) Being a weatherman at a newscast—that's when a green screen covering the whole thing is acceptable. I think if the green screen is ever the focus, like it can be the focus occasionally, but if it's the main focus all the time, it's just plain bad. I don't remember a scenario where I'm like, "This is amazing." Now, if it's CGI shit, where you have all this post-edit, like it's not live then maybe, yeah, of course, that can look god-tier, right? Uh, but that's pretty much impossible right now. Okay, so that is the, the news on that front. Next, yep. uh, this news came out earlier tonight. LD tweeted. I'll just read his tweet. Uh, what was his first tweet? Let me find it. I thought this one was the first Was it his first one? Okay. Personally, a terrible and sad day for me, and I know for much of the team here at BTS, we won't be producing a DPC league next year, and honestly, it's unclear if we'll be doing any Dota content at all moving forward. Such an amazing game and community that has given me everything. Uh, he also tweeted... Oh, actually, you know out, what? That wasn't the first one. Okay, so his first one was out with a bang... Are out not with a bang, but a whimper. No idea what the future holds, but thanks for everything all these years. Love you as always. And then the final one, which I think clears it up a bit. To be clear, we aren't entitled to shit. Production gigs are earned, not given, and it's completely fine that we weren't the choice. There's plenty of other great options. 
What hurts is the lack of communication and acknowledgement and the way the news was delivered after 10 years. Oh, God. There was, there was one more tweet, actually. Let me just oh, sorry. bring this one as well. So he says, can't believe it's been 10 years. It's been the experience of a lifetime and would never change a single thing, but it's beyond disappointing to see all the sacrifice, love, and support of so many people who gave their all cast aside like it never even mattered. So obviously, we don't know the specifics of how this communication between BTS and Valve has been. We haven't received any messages or whatever, so we only have LD's tweets here, but... It's a pretty big fucking shame. I think BTS are a huge part of Dota and Dota history. Um, and I, I think something I've liked about LD when he makes official statements, I think most of the time he's pretty, he's pretty level-headed, you know? Like, he looks at it... Uh, I can appreciate another person trying to be objective, right? <laughs> of course. It's, um, it's like... I think it's important that he tweets out and says that he, he understands that other uh organizers or studios will be chosen and that's fine and it's the communication he has a problem with not the fact that he isn't chosen he doesn't feel like entitled he's not like hey we're bts we're the best ever give us the major or stuff like this like he understands that it's it's competitive right and there are different factors at play but <sighs> yeah it's this sounding the sound of bts pulling out of dota entirely i i guess they haven't they haven't done as much Dota as in the golden years, right? When they ran more the Summit, they ran more online tournaments. They did, I think the last season of the SEA DPC, I think was run out by BTS. And I think they did the 2021 NA DPC. Um, but relative to how much Dota they have done and uh, just the impact they've had on the community, I don't think... I think it's fair to say that BTS's Dota involvement over the last two years has been smaller than its capacity and their potential. I think they just haven't got the opportunities, um, largely. And the good thing for BTS is that they kind of... I think BTS, or uh, LD and Gods, had the foresight that they couldn't fully depend on Dota. So they've already branched out a few years ago. They started running Smash. They've started uh, producing stuff for some of the really big YouTubers, like Ludwig. Uh, they ran the last Mogul Money, for example. So, like, really, really large-scale YouTube productions BTS are a partner of. Um, so I don't think BTS as a studio is fucked by this. That's why they can do this. They can, you know, do other things. But it's a really big shame. Like, um, they're a huge part of Dota history, whether you like BTS or not. I'm going to disagree with something you said. And I wonder if okay. this is something... I don't know how this is going to come across. You said they're not entitled. Hmm. I actually disagree with that. I okay. think, yes, their involvement has been lessened because it's just not profitable to do a Dota tournament. Mm -hmm. But they have done DPC tournaments. They have a huge legacy and history with Dota. They should be fucking entitled to a DPC season, of course. There's no fucking remote question. My question is, who's getting the, the DPCs then? Like, can you, how many companies right. can you name that are, have been running and have invested in Dota on that kind of a scale? Uh, Suns fan has made custom games that he's invested into. Moonduck Studios. Um, actually, that wasn't really an investment. So I guess that was just a loss wrong. of money. <laughs> uh, um, Seriously, I mean, Cinderin. E e so who is there? There's ESL. There's ePlay, yes. e who Valve are not giving stuff to. Yeah. Uh, then there's the new BetBoom that are doing uh, some of the Eastern European stuff. Uh, PGL, obviously. Yeah. 
I don't know who who would run stuff out of SCA. Because that's always been one of the hallmarks of BTS, right? When I when I think of BTS, what region they cover the most, it's actually SEA. Yep. Uh, not Western Europe or NA. They've been SEA juggernauts for as long as I can remember. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, the th- just to clarify, the thing I mean about Entitle is that, like, let's say BTS, you can't just name your price, right? That's what I mean. Like, it's not guaranteed that you as a studio will be assigned um will be assigned something because you've quote unquote earned it uh or rather that it's just yours no matter what right yeah i think like let's say you're like this this costs three times as much as last year by the way then of course valve are going to say no but that's not what happened right i'm just saying as an example that's what i mean you're not entitled to it i think they deserve it but that's something else Okay, right. that's fair. That's fair. I definitely so agree maybe it maybe my definition of entitlement is, is a bit different then because yeah, I think that as long as they're putting up a even semi reasonable offer, doesn't have to be better than everybody else's, but somewhere around the average, yeah, I would agree. They should be at the front of the line or close to it. Like, there's no question. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Hundred percent. But if their if their demands are way higher or they have like really specific things that they want that don't align with Valve's vision or whatever then that's what I mean by entitled. Like, it's not just theirs to keep forever. Um, oh, there will be competition. That's yeah. how it works. But I 100% agree. But when it. we have to really think hard to actually think of the quote-unquote competition, that's not a good sign, right? Like, ESL yeah, I, Dream League is basically one company. We can just... They've ESL, merged, right? So TGL, that's one. Those are the big two, Those right? are the big two. And then you have this Bet Boom studio coming up, which is mainly Eastern European focus, so I don't know how much overlap there even is there. Um, WePlay has done some amazing tournaments in the past, but they haven't ever done DPC aside from the Animator that they did. They haven't got anything since then. Still the best um, tournament I've ever been to, by the it way. It was really great. Um, Non-TI. I don't know what else there is. Are we forgetting something obvious here? I mean, there's a bunch of smaller ones. Uh, who ran South America last year? I don't remember. Uh, either way, like, yeah, this is, I think, objectively bad news for Dota. I would agree with that. And we've taught. I'm. I'm just going to reference. We're not going to go into it anymore. Dominoes. Another domino mm-hmm. falls. Concerning. I'm very concerned. I continue to yeah. be very concerned. Uh, but yeah, that's all we have to say about that. And <laughs> the next topic makes this so ironic. There we go. I was just I was ready to laugh because of the layout. Next of topic: Ti bundle sale. <laughs> <laughs> Ti bundle sale, huh? <laughs> I didn't want to talk about this. Thirty dollars, hundred twenty battle pass levels. Whatever, it's on sale. <laughs> Okay, I guess what we should mention about this was that there was speculation. Like, people were expecting there to be a bundle, as always, for TI, but people, uh, a lot of people were skeptical or worried that this would come out after TI was over, right? So that less of it went into the prize pool. Okay, but, fair, fair. So this, the good news here, the positive, as you know, I like to focus on those. Um, I wish I could be like that. God. This contributes to TI. So the, they're not just pocketing the bundle after TI so is what over. So what's the prize pool at right now? Prize pool uh, I think TI. It's about 14 millers. I mean, it must be higher now that this came out, but I haven't checked it today. Let's see. We are. Oh, that's 2021. Sorry about that. Let's see. 
2022, we're at 14.3 million. Yeah. And there was a boost because of today, it looks like. Yeah. Not a big surprise. Um, actually, sorry, I was also looking at the, <laughs> the old TI. Uh, what color is TI? It's red. Oh, it's really hard to find oh. that one. Ooh, never mind. I don't see any bump, actually. Maybe it hasn't updated yet. Yeah. I mean, this is pretty new, right? So it's looking like the 20 million prediction that I made, I believe I made that. Wasn't is, that me? Didn't you say like 15? I actually don't remember. Somebody find it out. Uh, I don't think, I don't, I don't think it's reaching 20. Maybe like 17, 18. Mm. That sounds about right. Which, and again, you know, like just, I think that's fine. To, in, a, in a vacuum, yeah. that's fine. In a vacuum. Exactly. That is a good prize pool for TI. That's what I was hoping for, is that TI gets a prize pool of like 20 mil. But where's the rest? Like, we want we want the 40 mil of last year, where 20 of them goes to TI and 20 goes to the next season. What a fucking banger season we could have. Yep. I think the community would fucking love it. I think if you ask the community, hey, do you guys want 25% of your prize money to go to TI? Or 12.5 to go to TI and 12.5 to go to next year's DPC? I mean, I don't know... I, I think at least the people that are fans of the whole year and not just TI would be like, fuck yeah, put more money into the year. Give us the three million. Are you talking about back. the community or are you talking about the players? The community. I actually think both and would say yes. I think the players would agree too. Both I think it's would just say unanimous. yes. It's yeah, exactly. I agree. I think every player I've talked to about TI has always said TI is too big compared to the rest of the year. Literally everyone I've asked. So, like, and I think. Have you asked th your parents, so though? What do they think? Oh, they, they think video games are... At least they think I should go back to uni. So that's great. <laughs> that's uh, fair. But, I, I agree with them. <laughs> um, no, so the thing is... It's obviously easy to have that perspective when you're not the winner of TI, right? But I think if you offered anyone going into... Like, if you asked people before TI and you were like, hey, you guys could get a guaranteed fourth place before the tournament even starts, most teams would say yes. Because it's one event... It's huge on your bank account. And at the end of the day, there's going to be a lot of variance. It's not always like, do you know what I mean? Like, yes. just it's one event. So you could have a bad day. One of your players could get sick. You could like whatever it is, you might be a lot better than the placement you get. And then you're going to be like, well, then you weren't because you didn't get the placement. But across an entire year, you could be a dominant team. And you just suck this one tournament and you feel like you fucked up and you were the best team the whole year. That was you know, that's happened before. And I, I just, I don't, yeah, okay. I, I feel like we've talked about this a hundred times. So let's not, we let's have. stop there. Um, I'm just letting it, I mean, this is, this is you punching somebody in the face. This is you getting it out of your system, but in a safe way, Syndrome. Yeah. You're basically vomiting in our viewers' faces and in my ears. Yep. Really appreciate that. I sure, I sure do enjoy it. All right, let us switch topics to the last chance qualifiers, which were at a pretty decent time for me, so I get to cut, catch a good amount of the game, Cinderin. Yeah, and, I did not catch much live. Yep, yeah, that's that bad times for hours. you. Uh, yeah. Team Secret and Team Liquid qualify for TI. Obviously, yeah. Puppy, that's the big news. He gets to attend or play in every single TI still, so Streak is still alive. He's obviously going to get second at this TI uh, because that's just how things work. <laughs> uh, Team Liquid, specifically for Matu, this is his last year, so it's nice to be able to see him attend TI. Uh, I think he's the player here I'm the most happy for. Yes, the I agree. I'm really happy for him. 
and VP. That's the big news. They got third after making it to the upper bracket finals and losing to Secret. And even though they beat Team Liquid 2-1 in the upper semis, they lose to them in the lower, the lower finals. This is one of those instances where I feel like if it's flipped, the other team wins. Does that make sense? If VP loses yeah, the first time, they will win the second time. I think this is like, this happens a lot. It does. And it's um, unfortunate for them. And obviously, the big news, obviously, like, Pure, originally, on the roster, uh, does some shady shit, gets kicked, or whatever the case may be, is now on a TI roster, and VP just falls short over and over and over. They originally made TI, or so we thought, but then Fnatic was the one that got the tiebreaker because of some rules that weren't communicated or whatever. So VP, I'm sure, feel quite shafted right about now. I think they have officially been the closest to qualifying out of any team ever by, I don't know. They were like, can you even say it like this? You know, you can be like a hair away. They were like a hair away three times from getting in. Yep. I, I just, you got to feel really fucking bad for some of their players, right? Or all of them, like depending on who you're a fan of. Uh, I know some, some, I just, I read some of the comments and, you know, some of these players are definitely not like the, how do you put this? They don't show the best behavior in pubs and on streams. So some of them have quite a lot of people that are cheering against them because they're being GPK. Like, you're praying to him. GPK or Ramsey's being, you know, angry and yeah. <clears throat> rude to other streamers or players in pubs or whatever. But in terms of competition and how strong this team is, it's a shame that we're not going to see them there because VP are a really, really strong team. And some of their players are like absolutely prime players in their positions, but they just didn't quite make it there by like literally every imaginable reason they didn't make TI except Visa. That was like the last thing that could have <laughs> fucked them over too, but they yeah. didn't get to try that one. So it's um it's rough. But I, I wanna I wanna mainly focus on liquid here because I think for me this is the biggest positive surprise i don't remember who you picked to qualify i think you picked secret and extreme right i did who did you pick and i picked extreme and vici so i was very wrong you're always I wrong about china the chinese teams better here. you always yeah, say I that they're gonna do better i wish but, i wish we could have like an hour-long compilation of all the times you predicted chinese teams to win and they don't because it's a high yeah. percentage that that happens yep just rubbing that's, it in um, Sorry. yeah that's that's good thank you um so the, the main reason I'm really positive about Liquid here is that we've talked about, okay, it's LAN when the stakes are high, Liquid does the worst. They were on LAN here, and this was a really big tournament. Like, this is the this is the biggest tournament of the year for them, honestly. This is bigger than the majors because, you know, you got the ticket to TI, and they performed super well. Uh, I think the most impressive thing, honestly, was how they shit-stomped Extreme. Like, that was crazy. They actually just fucking ran them over into the ground. Yep, um, they looked good. They looked good. I, their average game time in that series is like 23 minutes. When does Liquid close a game that fast, right? Like, they just stomp them. So that's very, very healthy going into the tournament that not only do they qualify, but the way that they did it. Um, also very confidently winning, I would say, against VP in the lower finals. Wasn't even close. Two 30-minute games. Um, I think it's fair to say that if they can keep up this form and now that they've kind of... 
how to say they've they've overcome almost the scariest boss now everything is just you know exciting how deep can we go how can we play yeah we've seen a lot of situations where teams after that one really dreadful game they just pick up steam i feel like liquid have already passed that now so i actually have kind of high hopes for them now uh i think top eight is possible and i think top eight is possible be, for both teams secret yeah. and liquid i agree I a lot of momentum agree. i think they both picked up a lot of steam here and they started looking better and better so uh, the only bad side i guess is that teams have a lot more uh info on you mm -hmm. uh, because you had to play publicly right it's not just scrims but i mean a lot sure of the that, time we've that, seen matters. that it does it does matter to an extent but i think very few teams are able to truly take full advantage of that like uh, it's it's a lot of analysis to go through and keep in mind we're going into a long group stage so the games you played in the lcq the meta is going to develop anyway like things are going to change over the next uh over the next few days and maybe maybe the first series or two that liquid and secret play they're a little bit more targeted in bands or whatever but I feel like things are just going to develop and change all the time anyway <clears throat> so I don't think it's that big of a disadvantage I honestly would rather have the momentum and the practice that they've had at playing the stakes than I would have the information about them. I mm -hmm. think it favors them overall that they got to go through all this. Because momentum is huge and the morale of the team has to be super high. They've got to feel really happy and confident. Um, and I would actually be very surprised if either of these teams uh, does not like finish just either dead last or second to last. I think... I agree. I think with how things yeah. are going, uh, it, it looks pretty promising. I think overwhelmingly, teams. this will help both teams. I think they'll both do well. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. But yeah, it was it was a fun uh, fun games to watch for sure. Uh, obviously, sad to see NA and SA get dropped immediately, which I think most people expected. But Nouns yeah. was really close to getting upper bracket, uh, but they just fell flat in the end. And also, obviously, sad to see. Uh, Topson and Anna not be able to make it through, although it's kind of a last-minute composition of a team anyway, and they, they looked inconsistent, which they should, based on the yeah. amount of time they've actually played together. I think that's a, that's a... Like, there's two angles on that, right? There's the people that loved, that are huge fans of them. Like, Topson and Anna have a lot of fans, right? And it's a big shame for them that Topson and Anna don't play TI. But at the same time, it's <coughs> also, I guess, in a way, quote-unquote, good for the system that players that barely play the DPC end up not just shoehorning themselves in, in the end with a qualifier, right? Uh, with the format we have now. Uh, keep in mind, remember when OG won their first TI, they went in through the open qualifier because they changed their roster. They didn't even get invited to closed, so they needed mm -hmm. to go through all the steps. But it was a different format and a different time. Um, and I think, you know, that they really just ran the absolute gauntlet. This was Anna and uh, Topson finding their way into a team and, and going for, you know, uh, I don't want to call the Hail Mary because it's not like T1 or like a bad team and aren't going to make it. But it was obviously an uncharacteristic pairing, like we talked about some other episode of the podcast when it got announced. And um, it, they didn't look terrible. Like they lost two to one to Vici. They could have definitely won that series. And who knows? Maybe the bracket would have run out differently if they take down Vici there. But um, I will say. The thing that intrigues me, and I can't remember the last time I felt this way, like to this degree, the post-TI shuffle, mm -hmm. who will throw money at Topson? Obviously, there's the possibility of OG doing something. Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of it depends on how well they do at TI, I suppose, but they have been incredible. So I'd, 
if as long as they don't like mega flop, I'd be a little bit surprised they change anybody on OG. Yeah. But Thompson has to be number one candidate for whatever team. Every team will be looking for him as a potential pickup. Do you think he looked that it does, he looked that good? I, I that don't think it's the number I don't, one free agent. It doesn't matter. In case. It doesn't matter. First of all, See, huge personality, uh mm -hmm. like Twitch stream, all that stuff. He has the history, and he's obviously still very good. You could argue if he's the best or not the best or whatever. I don't think that matters. I think he will possibly be the most, the top paid player coming out from the other side of TI. I'm just, I'm just saying the Dota pro scene has very short term memory. So, like, again, that, I'm that's not, why it's so dangerous. I'm talking about like, from an organization, for, organization uh, standpoint. From an org, no doubt, but. The orgs aren't, you know, in Dota, the orgs don't have as much of a say as they do in other sports or in other esports. So a lot of the time, orgs will let the players build the team and then they will, you know, take the team or not. Maybe another org will take the team if they don't. I agree to an extent. That is definitely true. I think if it's an Arteezy type, again, you could, mm -hmm. he's not the best carry in the world. Does anybody think he's the best carry? He's very good for sure. He hasn't mm -hmm. won a TI, hasn't won a major. He is, like, any org will pay him top dollar. I think Topson is of at course. that level, if not more. So, I agree 100% from an org's perspective. I'm just saying, yeah, but like, I think when if, you're that big, it doesn't matter what the players want anymore. The org will build something around that player. That's what I'm saying. Oh, I see what you mean. Okay, right. I, I thought you were talking about it from the player shuffle perspective, that he would be the number one player that teams looking to make changes would I'd, look to. And I'm just saying that is probably not necessarily not. the case. I, I doubt that's other, true, yeah, yeah. There's other superstars that will probably be available after TI. Um, and that's what's dangerous in Dota about, or I don't know if dangerous is the right word, you know, Topson's set for life, but if you do take a break and you take your foot off the gas a little bit and you need to build yourself back up, if others have overtaken you, you need to prove yourself and get back on there because otherwise there's other more recently proven players that will probably be more interesting. Um, yeah, that's true. I think the biggest thing Topson has going for him over other players is how unique he is because I think... He offers something that most other players don't, which is he has incredible creativity. And I think that's something that some of the younger players nowadays are also getting better at. But Topson has always been, to me, the number one most creative player in terms of playstyle, itemization, what heroes he plays. He's super unique. You're not getting that with the other players, but you might get someone else who is better in the current meta or better at specifically laning or map movements or whatever. But in creativity, he's number one for me. So if that's what you want for your team, he might be the number one candidate. But, you know, this it's different what teams are looking for. But he, I, I wouldn't be worried about finding a team if I'm Thompson. Like, that's going to happen. But yeah. it's just a matter of do you get the one you want or right. do you get second or third choice. So yep, agreed. He's still very good, that's for sure. All right. SAP segment. We got some questions for each other, Sundarin. I'll go first, oh, if yes. you don't mind. Mm -hmm. uh, this again, these are TI related questions, and I have a hilarious one. Okay. They've only been counting this since TI5. Which right. team has pinged the most in TI history? Oh okay, I'll give you some choices here. <laughs> okay. There is EG, Fnatic, OG, and Secret. Pinged the most. Yes. Okay, so you picked you made sure to pick teams that play a lot of games. They have so they all have played a lot, a lot of games, yes. Since TI5. OG played TI6, right? They didn't play TI5. 
Uh, and TI, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that was the one they got knocked out by MVP Phoenix, right? So, uh, I'm gonna say EG. Okay, in fourth place, Secret with thirty-eight thousand. Third place, EG forty thousand eight hundred. Second place, OG forty-one thousand three hundred. Fanatic is first with forty. Mm. 8,710. That is a lot of pings. <laughs> that is a lot of pings. It's now, also the a lot of question... Games. Okay, it's TI5. It? No, because I was going to say, if this included Fnatic with OG, like the original mm -hmm. OG guys, flying right. No-Tail, but it's only TI5 and beyond, so... I don't... TI5... Wait, yeah, TI5 was... No-Tail was on Secret at that point, at TI5. Oh, that's true. That was that year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know if Fnatic even had a team. <laughs> You know what's even more fun is if you go into those stats, it might be like one player accounting for two-thirds of all of them. Yeah, I would know? not be surprised. Someone who's like spamming for some reason. All right, well, we're back to normal. I got it wrong. So now you have to get it wrong as well so that we can stabilize. Okay. My question for you today is, which of these teamfight juggernauts, not the hero, just the meaning of juggernaut, which of these teamfight juggernauts has been played the least times at TI? So total games. And this is all TIs. Is it A, Enigma, B, Tidehunter, C, Earthshaker, or D, Sand King? Which one has least games? Least games. Enigma, Tide, Earthshaker, or Sand King? Enigma, Tide, Earthshaker, and... Sand King. Sand King. Okay, I'm going to take Earthshaker out. So the least out of these four. That's what you're saying? The one that has least games is what you're looking for. Yeah. Least games of these four. Yeah, at TI. Taking out Earthshaker. Taking out Enigma. I feel like this is a bait because Sand King is the obvious choice. I'm going to go Tidehunter. That is incorrect. Okay. Do you want to guess which one has been played the most times? Uh, Earthshaker. Yeah, and that's actually the number one most played hero at TI of all time. Okay. So... The correct answer was Enigma, and it's not even close. Really? So, wow. Earthshaker has 393 games. In fourth place, Tidehunter has 314. In seventh place, Sand King has 273. Really? And 33rd place, Enigma, with 186. Wow. But it's, that just, is... it's just so iconic, right? Because you remember the moments, but Enigma is easily the least played hero of these. Wow. Okay, that... So. I was not expecting that. As always, you got me again, um, Cinderin. Good job. Well, I didn't get you last week. That's, that's true. All right. Uh, so last week's question for the community is, what is the average game length of the TI with the longest average game length? Correct oh, answer nice. was 44 minutes and 41 seconds. TI won? Is that what that says? Is that right, Cinderin? Is that a typo? TI won? Uh, TI won. Yeah. That was my original. Damn it! I should have stuck with my. It was Spectre. I said it was Spectre Void every game or Anti Mage, whatever it was. Uh, so possible reasons that this is the case: a lot of best of one elimination matches that went fifty plus minutes. Obviously, less gold XP on the map, dealing with bigger uh, or minimal hero pool and all that. Uh, shortest for the TIs is TI two, 
which was 35 minutes. I picked. 35 minutes and 48 seconds, yes. Uh, TI-10 for reference was 39 minutes and 7 seconds. So I guessed 47, you guessed 42. I was barely we closer. So close. Yeah, we almost got the average. You were 2 uh, minutes 19 away, and I was 2 minutes 41 away. Shout out to Jay Hartsell, who almost got the correct answer. Got the incorrect TI, though. He guessed TI, too. But his guess was 44 minutes and 39 seconds. So he's 2 seconds off. Well done. Damn. That's a really fucking good guess. Uh, okay, so next question for next week, everybody. This comes from Marcus R., how many games did Cinderin win at TI? So oh, in the comments, straight up depressing, isn't it? In the comments, put hashtag SAP Esports and then the number, and you will be counted as one of the entries here. I'm guessing that you should. I I would assume you should not be guessing yourself. Hmm. This is one you should probably. Bow I, mean, I honestly out. don't know. I know, so. but I think you're gonna skew it because you have a decent idea. Versus other yeah, people. I do. So I'll guess. I, I'll not guess. That's I'll guess. Uh, am I allowed to... We can ask you how many... T, you've been to four or five TIs playing. I've played four. Four TIs. Yeah. Winning games by Cinderin. So group stage. Five... T, four TIs. First one's weird because there wasn't really a setup for group stage. So if there's yeah, three those, TIs with like yeah. normal-ish group stage, you'll probably... When, this is like, the way I test. Let's see how good a friend you are here. I'm gonna, I like this question. I'm going to say 22 games. Okay. Is that a fair answer? Is that an insult or is that... I'm not going to say anything okay. because then I'm leading people on. I'm going right? to say 22. Guess is 22. Just who knows. Uh, so yeah, let us know in the comments. And if you want to work with cutting-edge tech, SAP has plenty. Check out SAP's various open positions in sales, development, and technology, and consulting at jobs.sap.com or by clicking the link in the description below. Thank you to SAP for uh, not only having this segment, but supporting the show all of these weeks. Maybe if you get hired by SAP, you get access to this tool and you can find all these cool stats. That would be cool. Maybe. Uh, all right, and last topic. I'm gonna switch over to oh, yeah. this screen. For this. Why is your camera on? Oh, that's the wrong. There we go. Oh. We are going to do predictions for TI. Okay. Uh, as you and you're gonna follow along my screen, Cinderin. Are we gonna choose together or or what? I've done mine already, so Boring. I can tell you what I've chosen, and then you can tell me if you like them or not. Okay, well, as you can see, I didn't bother with the qualifiers. I saw 500 uh, battle pass points. Didn't care. Last chance, I got one correct. Thank you. Uh, show current results. Okay, as you can see, uh, this is gibberish. Uh, all right, heroes. Most picked hero. Okay, so you want me to go and you tell me what you got, right? Sure, that's fine. We can Most that picked, I mean, I'm going to go Primal Beast. Okay. Could be, for sure. Could be Marcy. Could be Marcy. But I'm gonna uh, go Primal Beast. Yeah, I chose Undying. Um, yeah. I looked at just the stats for LCQ. He was the he was the most picked hero, and I think there's a chance that that trend continues because other heroes will be higher rated in bands. But Undying is still really really strong. I think he's gonna be played a lot. His win okay. rate wasn't that great though. It was like fifty two and a half percent or something. So it wasn't like crazy outlier for a first face hero. But most banned Marcy for me. Yep. 
same. Oh, he was okay. also the most banned hero at LCQ. Hero so. with the high. I hate these ones because it's minimum five games played. Hero with the highest win rate. This is like it could be anybody. It's yeah. I don't. It's not going to be like a super 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 popular one. It's going to be one that gets like eight games played. Yep. Which I'm going to pick a carry. <clears throat> I'll just try to narrow it down for myself. What's a carry that won't be picked like a shit ton? Uh, I mean, Sniper's being picked, so that's out of consideration. Hmm. Carry. How about... Ugh. God, I don't like any of these choices. Gyrocopter? He's pretty shit. He's pretty dog shit. <laughs> these are always impossible. Yeah, always just tell impossible. me what you picked. All right, so I picked Tinker. Um, okay, carry Tinker, yeah. Because yeah. I was like, mm, yeah, there's gonna. So usually when I when I look at this category, I'm thinking, okay, what's the what's the tricky last pick hero that's just gonna crush games? And in the past has been like Brood or Meepo or whatever. I just don't think those heroes are where they used to be. I don't think they're gonna be popular enough. I don't even know if they're gonna get picked five games, and if they do, I don't know if the win rate will be high. But I think a hero like Tinker is kind of sleeper crazy in the right games, and I think some teams will identify that and run it. Like, LGD will play it on NTS. I think he really wants to play this hero. Okay. Um, and there's going to be more opportunities in this patch to run Tinker than at last TI. So I think it's possible. All right, to be different, I'm going like to I'm gonna pick Techies. Picking Techies. Okay. He's going to be picked six... I don't think six, he's going to be played five games. He's going to be picked six times and win four. Uh, Seeker is going to pick them, pick the hero almost every <clears> pick, <throat> I think, if anyone does. Hero with highest kill average. So... Likely a carry, obviously. Uh, I'm going to go Spectre, I think. I feel like I always go the same heroes every year <laughs> with these kind of choices. Uh, I picked, uh, I I picked could... Tinker for this again. I just double dipped. I was like, if it's going to be a good last pick Tinker game, he's going to get a lot of kills. Um, Kill these are average. either probably either both going to be right or both going to be wrong. I'm not going to get one of them. Yeah, double dip. You're going to get some massive yeah. points. Hero with the highest assist average, so Spectre, Zeus, uh, are those the two main ones that it is every year? Uh, minimum five games played. Do you think... Uh, they're probably going to be played five games, so... I'll pick Spectre yeah. again. Okay, I took Venno, but I think both of your guesses are really good, too. There's no way Venno's right. It's probably right. one of those three. No way it's Venno, bro. Come on. Venno gets a shitload of assists, no matter what role it gets played in. Bro... Spectre but, is better. Yeah, I mean, you're probably going to end up being right. Hero, with, I'm just. A, I just want to preface this with: I'm generally pretty bad at this. So we know what Sunset's doing. You're probably more likely we're, to be right. We're both really bad at this. Hero <laughs> with the lowest death average. Would this be a carry again? Possibly. It could also be mid. M minimum five games played. Oh, this one's impossible. Is Ember? A good pick for this, Morphling. No, Morphling has been getting crushed. It feels like. Or what did you pick? I picked Naga. Yeah, that's a good. Okay, I can go Naga. Because I think whether she wins or loses, she just doesn't participate that much. She's just farming with illusions a lot of the time. Nagas generally don't die a lot. Yeah. Okay. Hero with the highest last hit average. Uh. Alchemist, that's gold more than last hits. Uh, Medusa. I'm going to say Medusa. I also picked Naga for this. 
Shit. Illusion split push. Just probably going to farm a lot on average. And yeah. Naga will not be played support right. STI, I hope. You have so. convinced me. I have changed my answer. Hero with the highest XP per minute average. Uh, Meepo. <laughs> if it was picked five times. Yeah, that's certainly thing, right? when It's always Meepo. It's not going to get picked five times. I don't think so either. Um... All right, who'd you take? TA. TA? What about Arc Warden? Yeah. So, I think Arc Warden is going to have two lopsided games, and I, I don't think he ramps up fast enough. So the thing about TA is that she's not illusion-based, right? But for the non-illusion-based carries, she's one of the ones that farms the fastest. So she gets lane creeps, she gets jungle, um, she gets both, right? And she can also sometimes be played mid, which is going to bump her up a little bit, right? If there's some mid TA games, that helps because she gets more experience. So, but oh, yeah, she's going to be played too much for this average to be good enough, right? Don't you need maybe. to pick somebody that's not going to be picked that much? Not necessarily. It's okay that the hero gets picked a lot as long as it's given priority, right? All right. Uh, fuck. I don't want any of these choices, honestly. All right, I'll just copy you if I can't think of anything. I don't like that I mean, one. Maybe though. you can think of another like cleave carry or something, because like usually the heroes that get the highest level will not be something like Terrorblade or Naga, because they don't get experience for like two thirds of the creeps they kill. Yeah. But TA does, Sven does. I think Sven is going to be played support though. Yeah, by some teams, I, I don't so that's see him pull it down massively, right? Mm. So you want a hero that's exclusively core and still kills a shitload of creeps with their hero itself. That's why Meepo is the perfect choice, but he won't get the games. So. I'll just stick with that. I, I give up. Hero with the most kills in a singular game. Oh, these are always fun. It has felt like a TA is a very good candidate for this. Uh, I might go TA, actually. Okay. Yeah, I'll go TA. I could definitely see that. I picked Ember. I hate seeing two TAs in a row. It makes me look like a noob, but, but whatever. It, it picked Ember? Okay. Could be tiny. I think it was tiny last year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's. I think it's been tiny a few years, but I don't know if this is going to be his year. I think Ember has been pretty promising in a lot of games. Hero yeah. with the most last hits. I'm guessing you took Naga again. Yeah, I did. Fine. And this is going to be probably either Naga, Terrorblade, or Arc Warden. Do you think there's likely. anybody in the world that's ever gotten like a full page correct on any of these? No. Like never. Not one I don't page. Think so. Okay, it's a lot of people. I think it's probably has happened. It is, it is so hard to get a page right. All right, teams, which team will win? I know what you're going to say. PSGLGD. Yeah, surely this is the time copium. Uh, I will actually pick PSGLGD. All right. Faith Beyond's last year. I think it's set up pretty nicely. Dude, imagine the uh, finals is Liquid against LGD and it's Mato and Faith Beyond playing their final game. It's like I said, it's going to be, be so fucking it's crazy. It's going to be LGD versus Secret in the finals. That's a little funny tidbit as, as a matter of fact. Supposedly, um, Zhao Eight shared this in some sort of social network or whatever. They have been shit stomped by Liquid every scrim. Yeah, I. He was like, "We have zero percent rate against Liquid in scrims." Was what LGD said, but and. I yeah, think people are people are making that out to be something that it it doesn't really matter that much. I've it, told the story many times. We shit stomped wings before TI to the point that they <laughs> literally had a 
a fist fight with each other and canceled the rest of our scrims because we were shitting on them so consistently. Damn, what is it with fighting and they won with TI. punching people and just winning events? Like you what, should try it. Is it just is that what I did wrong? Was I too nice? You might Probably, be. Actually. You might be. Team with the most kills in a game. Ooh, that's a is it like a South American team? It could be anybody. I'm you gonna want a long game, right? Oh, sorry, it's not average. Oh, yeah, it's, it's most kills. Oh, yeah, it's, that's even better then. It could be anybody. Yep. Uh, ooh. Most kills in a game. I kind of want to go South American team. Okay. Uh, Beast Coast or Thunder? They're going to be playing some weird ass shit. Uh, I'll go Beast Coast. Just a I picked uh, I picked Aster, but this okay. uh, these are like so, these are impossible. It's literally just okay. This is a team that maybe doesn't close out games that well or goes late game a lot, and then you just hope that they have that one game that goes whatever yeah. long. Okay, I think the team with the highest kill average is going to be Spirit. Could be horribly wrong. I picked Secret for that same okay. logic. They play longer games on average than I think other teams, but they're also good enough that they're going to have good results a lot. Mm -hmm. I think a team like Spirit could also win this category, but I still, in the back of my mind, I feel like Spirit are going to crush some series, uh, and then they get less kills, right? If the games aren't long and competitive, yeah. then their average will be lower. Team so. with the fewest deaths in a game, so the team that stomps the most, and this could still be anybody. I think picking, picking the favorites, like your mm -hmm. top four, I think is a mistake. I, I feel like it's almost never that. I'm just pulling it out of my ass, by the way. No data to back <laughs> that up. Pretty, that's an interesting theory. <laughs> it's to back that up. <laughs> definitely true, by the way. The team with the least deaths in the game is never in the top four. That's right. Oh, it's gonna okay. be some. It's gonna be a random fucking game, where. I mean, Shannon, you were right at TI six. I'm gonna. The team with least deaths in the game was Escape Gaming in the wild. <laughs> that's right. TSM FTX will have the least deaths in a game. They will like twenty three to one. Some team. Holy shit! If they win a game by that, I'll be and then they lose, and then they lose a series after the, after that. That's right. generally how it's going to go. I picked OG. I think OG is just going to have a stomping. Or yeah, Amara oh, crushes his lane. Yeah. And then... Damn it! That's a good pick. All right, I'm not. I'm not changing. Something. Team with the most assists in a game. Uh, let's pick a Chinese team. Aster. So you're not going to pick the same team as you pick for most kills, because there's a high chance that'll be the same team, right? All right, I'm picking Team Spirit. That's a good point. Wait, you Pretty picked solid. them for highest kill average, right? Not most kills in a game. You picked Beast Coast there, right? Oh, shit. So the team with most kills in a game is likely... It's not guaranteed, but there's a good chance they're also the team with most assists, right? Depending on the structure of the game. All kills. right, I'm YOLOing it and putting Spirit because I just don't want to change it again. That's, that's a... What I mean, that's... What did you put? That's protection, right? I picked Aster again because I just double dipped. I, what's it called? I, this is going to show how much I You're know about it. You're hedging your bets. Wow. You actually read my mind. Thank you. I know nothing of gambling. So thank you. I'm hedging my horses Me here. Me neither. Team that yeah. wins the longest game. Okay. And I said the team. Okay. Never mind. Team with the longest wins the longest game. Uh, I think OG. They have really good late game execution. I feel like they've played a lot of these like crazy ass neutral five Definitely games. Be them. So, yeah. And keep in mind the team that wins the longest game, there's less of an overlap than with the other two with most kills in a game and most assists because you can have a long game with less kills, right? True. Uh, I pick Spirit for this. Just a 
Yep, yep they're a good they're candidate as well. Too, team that wins the shortest game, I would assume aligns with the fewest deaths in a game, possibly. Yeah, I picked OG there. So I'm just copying. I don't know why. I just it's just a feeling. It's not. There's no logic in this. Team with the so highest. Was it you took TSM, right? Yes. Team yeah. with the highest game length average. Uh. How long are EG's games? Stomped, but also doesn't crush. How about EG? Yeah, they, usually they've been a good choice for this. I just they're a huge question mark for me this year. I have no idea what to expect, so I didn't pick them here. Uh, I wasn't really sure what to do. I picked Boom because I think they're the kind of team that plays a lot of late game. Um, but I'm a little bit worried there might be some series they get run over. But if they don't, then Boom's average games are actually pretty long. So okay. Team that picks the most different heroes. EG. Just kidding. Lol. Uh, most different. It's got to be PSG LGD. Yeah, I picked LGD as well. Yeah. You want a team that goes long uh, or late in the tournament, plays a lot of games, and has very versatile players. So them could also be Spirit, right? Yeah. Last year, I think Yatoro had the most unique heroes played. I think he played like. If know. you think Spirit is making to the finals, that's your choice. LGD, I think, is more likely to make it to the finals. Yeah. Just a feeling. Uh, LGD as well. Yeah. Team that picks the fewest different heroes. So basically the team that gets stomped the most. I mean, obviously EG, they pick less variety than everybody the else. The answer is taking EG, right? I think that they will do fine at the tournament, personally. Uh -huh. I think they'll get their shit together. So I don't think it's going to be them. Um, I feel like I've been picking a lot of NASA, so maybe I stay away from that. I mean, you're going for points here. You're not trying to make friends. I'm not. It's not no, it's not about that. I just feel like I've... This distribution oh, isn't I good. See. I think I know what you mean. Okay. All right. South American team. No offense. Uh, Hakori. Yeah, that was my pick too. All right. Players. I have the least expectations for that team. So. Yes. Wait, it says minimum 10 games play. I mean, they're going to play 10 games. Every team will play yeah, 10 so, games. So this is like our outdated, right? Because this is from back when the group stage has a had a different format entirely. It's just an, a relic. They just haven't changed this, right, for years. Yeah. Because if you're playing the groups, you're playing nine best of twos, right? So that's 18 games. Jesus Christ, this list. Otherwise, it should say series, right? All right, on to the player section. Player with the highest kill average. Wait, who did I pick for highest kill average? Is Team Spirit, so Yataro, perhaps? Could be him. Oh my god, doesn't actually filter. Jesus, what? what is... I think there's a high chance that the highest kill is average this? is a mid-hero, though. What is... What's... Excuse what's me. What is this filter supposed to do? It's literally nothing? Okay. It's filters by player name, not by team name. Well, I typed... They think did you can I, find a team in 16 teams. Did I you spell it Spirit. wrong? I typed you wrote Spirit. I typed Yatoro. You typed Spirit. Well, I typed Yatoro first, Cinderin. You see? Oh. I'm typing Yatoro now. Oh, I see. Nothing. Okay, Yatoro. Maybe it's case sensitive. Okay, let's test that out. That'll be funny. Is it actually? Nope. It is not. It is genuinely. Oh, you misspelled Yatoro. Did I, did I spell it wrong again? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Doesn't work still. Useless feature. All right. Player with the most kills in a game. Uh, I, took, I took Nisha, by the way. Ooh, okay. I got to take Nisha. That's true. Actually, I don't know why I haven't been picking... I don't know why I'm typing it here. This thing is useless. Uh, I don't know why. I, I picked Secret to get second. Okay, I need to go back, Cinderin. 
surely okay. a team that gets second place would have something here, right? Most kills in... Okay, I'm changing most kills in the game to... You know what? Fuck it. I'm keeping it. A lot of back and forth. This is very serious stuff for these uh, Battle Pass rewards. Okay. You're, you're very invested in this. Yeah. Player with the lowest... You already have the Battle Pass at the level you needed it. <laughs> yeah, it literally doesn't matter to me. Uh, <laughs> player with the lowest death average. Uh, most kills in a game I took uh, BZM, by the way. Okay. I took Nisha for highest kill average. So I had Nisha on the first and BZM on the second. God, I'm tempted to take Nisha for both. He's such a beast. Uh, okay, lowest death average, which I need to... Fewest deaths, where was this? There's no death average, so it could be anybody. Uh, who did you have? Ame. But, I mean, there's multiple carry players <laughs> mm. that could get this, but it's probably a carry. It's probably I'm going to say Yotaro. Nisha. <clears throat> you think Nisha? I'm going to put Nisha for every... <laughs> yeah. put, you You'll know, probably get one of them, right? <laughs> let's just uh, hedge our bets, as, as you said. Put Nisha three times in a row. Play us with the highest assist average. Let's get Nisha up in the house today. What'd you have? I picked Tim's. Um, okay, sure. Because again, I'm expecting Boom to play longer games, and Tim's does a lot for that team in making moves. Nisha is going to be the first player in the history of TI to get a full page correct, <laughs> just with his face. Player, that would be so insane. <laughs> player with the most assists in a game. So I'm picking Nisha again. We got to get a full okay. row with him. You picked. I picked. Uh, I picked Mira for that because I said Spirit would have the longest game. Okay. Player with the highest last hit average. Okay, it's not Nisha this time. Oh shit, now you need a whole row of a carry. Uh, I'll go Ame. I, uh, I picked Raven from Fnatic. Okay. I think, I think Ame's games are going to be too short, some of them. I think Fnatic's games will be longer. That's a good point. Not changing it though. But uh, Most last hits in a game. I think it's mostly Which it's just you pick for most last hits? the reason I'm doing this is because it's kind of overwhelming with this many players to really make an educated decision. What's that? Uh, which hero did you take for most last hits on page three? On page three? Wait, what? Yeah, so the last one in the heroes tab. Who did you take for most last hits in a game? Oh, uh, what hero? Naga. Okay, so then you're picking a Naga player here, right? Now it's about who's going to play that Naga game. Sure. Who'd you pick? I picked Ame for that. Sure. Again. Double, let's take it on all Ame row here. <laughs> player with the most GPM in the game. Well, it's got to be Ame. He's the Naga player, right? I picked, uh, I picked Matu. I think he's going to play Alk. Watch me do this, game. and I'm going to get a better score than you. I mean, that would be really funny. I, I wouldn't even be mad. I would think it's All right. Hilarious. Player with the highest GPM average. I'm picking Ame. Yeah, I did that too. Okay. Player with the that plays the most different heroes. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, it could be Ame. Yeah, we're, we're going for full Nisha and Ame split here. Yeah, I took Yotaro for that. The only way that I get mad right. at what I just did here is if the first row is all Ame and the second row is all Nisha. That's the only time <laughs> that I'll be pissed. Okay. All right, looking good. Looking good. Tournament. All right, last one. Total number of games played at the main event. Okay, you're going to have to do the math for me. I just picked 50 to 54. <laughs> all right, you didn't bother. I mean, it's, uh, it's 
it's generally one of the two, it's one of the middle two, right? The other ones are the anomalies. So it's, do you think there's more three game series or more two O stomps? And I think there's more three go three game series. So okay, sounds good to me. Fifty to fifty four. Total number of heroes picked. So last chance qualifier. Plus. No yeah. question. No, no, I would. Last chance there qualifier no had way. almost a hundred, right? For just three days or four it days. It had play? more than a hundred, I think. At, oh, there, there's okay. no way this isn't hundred one because. Again, these categories and these brackets are outdated by yes, now. Yes, they Dota are. Dota's got way more heroes since they started this. That's and true. A lot of them are viable. So that's why it's only two hundred points, Cinderin. Yeah, I mean, this one's a given. We're getting this one, so that's good. Total number of heroes banned. Uh, Under one plus as well. You think so? I think. Yeah. I mean, it's it's Dota, a how many better heroes range. Does Dota have now? Is it hundred twenty-seven? Yeah. Hundred twenty-three. Is that true? Sounds right. This outdated. Sounds right. Someone in chat can confirm whether that's true or not. I'm fine with 101 plus. I think, like, e even if it's 103, it's 22 heroes that need more than 22 heroes need to go unbanned. I just don't think that happens. And again, these brackets are outdated because now Dota has one more ban per team, right? Than when this started. True. Or maybe even more. Actually. That's why it's also only 200. Started. So if it's a 200 one, they should be quite easy. Uh, most combined total kills in a game. So yeah. surely we're going to have one game that's like 50 to 50. Oh, that doesn't even cover that. Uh, I don't think 121 plus is going to happen. No. Probably maybe not. 101 to 110 is what I would try for. I chose that one as well. Longest game of the tournament is not going to be 100 minutes. I mean, with tier 5 neutrals, I think it's 60 to 69. Oh, wow. You think that's the longest game? Yeah. Tier 5 neutrals end the game, bro. That's their, their function. I mean, we have had games with tier 5s that went decently long. I picked 80 to 89. What? Yeah, I do think it's literally one game. Think about how many games get played. It's a fuckload of games with high stakes. All right, I'm sticking with my one answer. One game. One singular game. I mean, you could be right, though. Like, it could be 60 to 60. I would just be very surprised, but... Any game we not. cast... If I wish there was a prediction for that, because we will not get a 60-minute game, because that makes me happy. We will this TI. I'm okay. pretty sure. Shortest game of the tournament. Uh, ooh. PGG is not in, so it's not the first bracket. Huh? I think Moscow 5 called GG at minute 7 at one try or something. <laughs> really? But, yeah. that It's got to be 2 or 3, right? So 10 to 15 or 15 to 20. Ooh. There have been a few games that have been like 12 to 14 minute GGs. I'm going to say 15 to 20. Yeah, that's what I picked as well. Most kills by a hero in a game. We have... Ooh. 26 plus is the max. Will that happen? Nisha... I, mean, I did fill his face out on the entire page. And Ame. I'm going to say yes to 26 plus. Okay, I did too. But I think this is one of the ones I'll be least surprised to be wrong about. But yeah, I picked 26 plus too. Most deaths by a hero in a game. You've had 19 deaths in a game that I've seen you play. Mm. Wasn't that TI though? But they were good deaths. So, 21 is quite a bit. I'm going to say 
15 to 17? That's bold. It is. Fuck. Is that is it 18 to 20? Is that what you put? There's no way we're going to get 21 plus. I picked 21 plus. Really? Mm-hmm. I'm going to say 15 to one game. If That's you think true. there's a game that has 101 to 110 kills, then each but this game is, will have about 50 deaths. But so this is hedging. Have... This is hedging. Sure. I mean, that's like, I'm, I'm okay. just saying. Like, it's very possible that you get the 101 to 110 right and this one wrong or vice versa. Yeah, so I, you don't have to align. I would be surprised if there's 21 plus. I, I'm leaning 18 to 20 or 15 to 17. It's just like, let's imagine there's that stomping game or like that game where someone really pops off. Like you said, Nisha or whatever in the most kills game. He's probably going to kill the five a fuckload of times, right? right? If he's popping off I'm, Ember or whatever. I'm 18 to 20. But I, I think there's a very good chance it's that. I can't go 21 yeah. plus. Uh, most assists by a hero in a game. Uh, so what did I put for most kills in a game? 26. So you're going to have like... Depends on the hero, I guess. I mean, if there's a, a specter... I'm going to say 36 plus. Yeah, I did too. Again, if you think there's a game with... 101 to 110 kills, then yeah, somebody are a lot easier a to kill get. participation of like two thirds, right? Highest GPM by a hero in a game. So Alchemist surely will be picked at some point. Yeah. But he has been nerfed since the, since the old days. He can still easily get a, th- a thousand plus, I think, especially with how much better the players got. So. Okay. I'll take your word for that then. It's either that or 900 to 999. It's none of the others. There's literally no way. But. I feel like there's going to be one of these like last pick out games where it's just free and someone's going to stomp. And I picked Matu for that one, right? In the players, but okay, could be. Very good. Shout out to Nisha cool. and Ame. Looking yeah. good. I think there's a very good chance you get something right in either row. That's the good news. Yeah. I mean, usually I look through this at the end of the tournament. It's like I got almost everything wrong. So it's so maybe hard. it's best just to do that strategy. It would actually be cool. Do you remember there was that TI? Was that two or three TIs ago that Valve were like, there was one person that got the whole bracket of TI right and they were going to win a ticket and flights and everything covered for TI? That's right. Remember that? I do. I wonder what the best score ever was in these, in the predictions. Like who got most right at once the whole way through? Yeah, that would be interesting to see. Like how big a percentage do you think somebody got right? Let's say there's as many questions as here. SAP, so find it out for us, huh? Let's say, there's 50, <laughs> let's say there's 50 predictions to make, okay, in terms of qualifiers, last chance, heroes, teams, tournament, whatever. Yeah. What do you think the best score ever was, if you had to guess? What's the range? Zero to 50. Let's say there's 50 questions. The best ever. Yeah. How well do you think anyone ever predicted? I think my best is probably like 15. I would probably. say the absolute best, maybe 30. I so mean, that's 60% of everything. It's pretty freaking hard. A lot of it is like super random. Yeah. It's not like you can look at stats. Like there's a couple of them you can look at stats for and have an educated guess. But like for the ones that are like, who gets the highest kills in a game? That's, you might as well flip a coin between like 10 teams. <laughs> so yeah, I got, I mean, flip a coin, Ame or Nisha. It's one of the two. It's a 50, 50. <laughs> yeah. Do that. <laughs> Uh, okay, so that brings us to the end of the episode. What is our plan for TI podcasting? That is TBD, right? Yes. So we'll both on, be in Singapore by next week. On Thursday, we'll definitely be there. Um, 
I guess we don't we don't really know our schedule, right? It's kind of hard to say. I think that's you guys are just going to have to be a little bit. It's just TBD, right? We'll see if we can. Rec we want to record it, okay? But it's not for sure that it comes out normal time. So here's the thing. Uh, we will definitely record one while we're at TI. Whether we do a second one, not sure. And then the post-TI episode, I will actually be in Singapore longer than you, Sindarin, because I'm doing DHL stuff. Oh, okay. So that's another question mark of when the post-TI episode will be. So we'll figure it out. Uh, if you follow us on Twitter, that's usually where we'll post about this kind of stuff. Oh, that's a good idea from Snare. We should do one at the after party. Uh, after party. Ugh. Dude, I, I hate after parties. <laughs> Definitely don't do that. I hate after parties. You're not going to be there, so. Yeah. I'm trying to think of any after party I've ever liked. Uh, if it requires you to drink alcohol... I mean, actually, they're kind of fun, because you can watch people be morons. That's kind of fun. And then Cinderin kind of... I mean, you get, ups you get really upset when I don't drink with you, Cinderin. I get furious. Like, rageaholic over here when I don't drink. <laughs> like, you must drink this... What, what are the drink called again? Amaretto Sour Now! <laughs> You're making me sound like such a belligerent drunk. And it's just the complete opposite. Yes, it's okay. You embrace it, my it's, friend. It's cool. It's fine, Shannon. Just tarnish my image. Yep. Uh, okay, so that's about it, everybody. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Uh, we will see you at TI one way or the other, whether it's on the screen or in person. Uh, and again, we'll let you know about the schedule. All right. Have a good one. Peace. Bye. We say things that don't mean anything. But thanks for listening. Yeah.